0: So are you gonna like pay attention during our podcast? You're gonna be tweeting the whole time. I'm checking
1: news things that we're gonna discuss on this podcast. What? Uh, Really? Yeah, because you just told me the topics now, so I I need to figure out what I'm gonna say about all of them. You can
0: have your actual reaction. That'll your knee jerk reaction. It'll be like a reaction video about our topic. Oh my god, it's gonna be so genuine. I know. I'll be like, oh my god, Mario Lopez. I didn't know this. (laughs) Your first genuine performance. Wow, I do have a BFA. Yes. Oh my god, you in this BFA? Hey, it's gonna go. I swear, you're fucking not too. Stone's gonna say, "I have a B.F."
1: I don't even know where my degree is. It's somewhere <laughs> in either. my house in I New Jersey. It's in my mom's house. Somewhere? Sure. I remember getting it in the mail and being like, "That's nice." <laughs>
0: Hi everybody! Welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast for our fourth episode. You know what? What four is my favorite number. Oh yes, I know that your e- oh well, I shouldn't say your email address. <laughs> I guess I could. Your email address has four has fours, fours in, in it. it. Yeah, yeah. Because four
1: is great. It's the best number
0: ever. Why Why did you decide on four? As a
1: uh, child? Ever since I was a little kid, I decided on four, and four has stayed. So okay. thank you, four. I'm more of a twelve. 12! I love 12. I hate it when people's favorite numbers are like double digits. Why? Because yeah. it should be a single digit. That way you can add all the 4s together. Put them all together. Four, 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 four. Put them together to make what? To make a lot of 4s! You, can you can't add 12s together and make a lot of 12s because then it becomes 121 or one thousand two hundred. Oh, you're not even
0: saying adding together. You're saying put next Putting to next each to other. Putting next to each other like
1: building blocks. Well,
0: okay. This is very specific. This <laughs> is this is probably the weirdest
1: conversation we've ever I had. I mean,
0: I didn't realize I mean, I guess I should, should know by now that Everything you have a feeling about—it's a very strong opinion. But like, why you have strong opinions about favorite numbers is out of control. Well, wait, what's your favorite color? Orange. Orange. Okay. Yeah, I feel like mine's evolved. Uh, what is it? I feel as, like you told me once. As but. a young person, it was red. Okay. Loved it. I feel now I'm more of i uh, I'm in a blue place. I, okay. like I was
1: about to say, you seem like you're in a blue I place. I feel like right a, there's now. a lot of
0: blue, and I like a light blue. I also like a millennial pink, but that's just more just clothes that look good on me. So, oh, yeah. I
1: look so good in pink. I it's know, disgusting. me too. And we're sitting in your room right now, and the colors are a light blue and light pink. That's
0: true. I mean, the light pink is, you know, just what the walls were. Worth. Yeah, we but like in. you also got the curtains to match. It's true, light pink. Ugh, and I love my room. <laughs> <laughs> I really, i have been telling you, last year I was going through a breakup, and instead of, you know, I was listening to a lot of Lord. And what does she say in that song? She says take care of myself the way I used to, or I care for myself the way I used to care about you. And that's when I was like, I'm going to make my apartment really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he made the apartment I a did. lot nicer I and did. bought a lot
1: of new furniture and I didn't have to pay for it. It was oh, great, guys. really the
0: story of Matt Steele's life. If this podcast and our furniture is representational of, uh, you know, our living situation. It's just he like, literally takes care of me. I But do. You, you
1: take care of me physically. I take care of you emotionally. Because, you? because I make you smile and laugh. I- <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm glad you feel that way. And
1: you know, I clean the kitchen. You I You do vacuum. clean the kitchen. You do
0: vacuum. Yeah. The vacuum you is buy,
1: But you spend the money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: (laughs) You're going to have to find a rich man to marry. Uh, If there are any rich men out there. I'm telling you. you, Because I feel like you've gotten accustomed to a certain lifestyle. And you can't leave that behind. The the Matt Palmer. The Matt Palmer. The Matt Palmer. Yeah, no, because before you're like, I could live in a box. (laughs) And I'm like, I will not live in a box. (laughs) And a box we do not live in. We do not. Oh, God. I wish we had nicer floors and a dishwasher yeah. but you know guys
1: don't get the impression that we are in any way rich or lavish because no, we're not. but just you know. the apartment
0: looks nicer than it did it could I feel like we could move it into a nicer apartment but it's also like do we want to spend more money that we're just renting you know it's exhausting there's a lot to think about in LA a lot to think about as youngish adults formerly <laughs> young adults <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's a lot on the table also Matt Steele welcome back to the podcast thank you how was your week
1: uh, let's talk about your week. <laughs> oh my out my. of the out of the four weeks of this podcast, this past week has been the worst and most stressful. But that's okay.
0: I feel like I always feel bad asking you that when I know we've talked about it and I know your week was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like again, maybe this was the rock bottom, and then it's going to go up from here. I really think it's going to go up from here yeah. because there a
1: lot of it was like work stress induced right. and right. everything, and a lot of that has been um, resolved. That's great. So it's only going to get better from here like like movie work yeah yeah like that kind of stuff it's very stressful very annoying certain things had to be finished and it was like ah my life Ah." it's a
0: stress you know but you know we did it you're making a movie it's not easy steven spielberg is not gray or balding for no reason i know (laughs) (laughs) um my week was good i uh also had stressful day job stuff going on worked on some music which was good but then also i have just like At my day job, for some reason, I haven't had a really long vacation in a minute. And so I have just like hunkered down all of these vacation days. And I'm like, I'm going to just start having four day weeks because a lot Uh. of people have summer Fridays. A lot of people in LA and, you know, entertainment jobs get to just take a half day on Fridays. And it's like, you know what? I have over two weeks vacation just saved up. I'm just going to start saying like I'm out on Wednesday. <laughs> See you guys house, Thursday. So you're going to do this like once a week every week until you uh, use up all your Probably not days? every week, but I did it on Friday and it was lovely and I'm going to do it on Wednesday cuz I have my friend Ashley coming to town. Yeah, yeah Ashley. Yeah, yeah, she I've gets never here. met Ashley, but
1: you I'm trying Did to
0: think I If you've met her, she came to our old house. When Eric, with Eric and Brian but I don't remember if it was you or Darren or Matt Schly. I don't know who was there at the time it was a long time ago okay time well here. Ashley I love you already and she, she went to NYU she was on the track team she's a queen and NYU so, had
1: sports? I, apparently not football I didn't know that
0: <laughs> there was a wrestling team as well I know that because she had a crush on a guy on the wrestling team it was a whole thing there was a gym all wow. for it, wow. There's a lot of indoors. NYU I mean, is a
1: big school, guys. It's a big school. I did not know any of this was happening. Did you really not know that there were any sports? I knew there
0: were sports, but like I didn't never met anyone who played <laughs> a sport. Like I think I went to a track meet to support. Oh my oh. And oh, oh. away track meet even. Whoa. I know, not like in a different state or anything. But it was yeah, I went. That's a supportive friend.
1: You wanna know why? Because we love Ashley. We love
0: Ashley. So Ashley's coming today and so that'll be really fun. Um so yeah, and but then also Friday I took off uh that day and it was just like I needed to catch up on my sleep. I needed to play Switch. I needed to just not be at work. It just has been wearing me down a bit. There's a lot of things on my plate. And it's like, you know, we all need to make money and do, you know, want to do a good job. I pride myself on doing a good job at things, but, you know, sometimes you got to take time to self care. Some time for yourself. It's not never going to hurt. So, Guys, this is what Lord has taught us. It is. If Lord has taught us anything, it's you've got to care for yourself. The way you used to care about some boy that didn't deserve you in the first place. Absolutely, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my God. So let's jump right in because there is some news to discuss. And I feel like right after we recorded last week, because it was the Sunday night Watch What Happens Live with guests Laverne Cox and uh, Titus Burgess from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, and I was watching it live because I am a fan of that show and had just, of course, watched Potomac, which I will repeat every week is the greatest show on television. (laughs) Um, Titus Burgess was a guest and, um, Andy Cohen asked about Titus' new movie with Eddie Murphy, um, which is coming out and it's premiering, I believe, at the Toronto International Film Festival or something. And, um... Andy was basically like, oh, that's so great that you had a chance to work with Eddie Murphy. What was that like? And Titus went on for a second. And he's like, oh, did you get a chance to talk to him? Which is like a weird thing to say. It's like we were...
1: That was a weird question. We were
0: actors in a movie. Of course, we spoke to one another. Um, And then Andy goes, well, because, you know, he... And it historically has been kind of problematic for the gays. And Titus did not like that. Mm-mm. So he basically like was like, oh, that's what we're talking about. And he's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, he, Laverne Cox is like, well, I mean, people have evolved. And then Titus blew right through that and was like, well, he wasn't problematic for Titus. So I guess he doesn't have a problem with the gays anymore. And like shot Andy a look that like will be gift from now until the end of time. <laughs> and, uh, and then as soon as Andy started talking about something else, the camera cut back to Titus. And he was talking to someone off screen and basically saying like... Like, I'm not doing this shit with him, or, or something to that effect, to some a handler, I assume. And Andy was like, "Oh." Titus, wait, what was that, Titus? What did you say? And he's like, oh, keep going, girl. Do your show. <laughs> and was, like, very dismissive of yeah. Andy. And I don't know. I feel like I've seen many reactions to this. Most people are on Titus's side. Because I agree. It is bad optics, especially for Andy Cohen as, you know, king of the white gays, to be trying to hold Titus Burgess accountable for, you know, comments from 30 years ago that not Eddie Murphy made. They aren't even Titus's comments. But... I am of the opinion that even though it didn't look great, Titus, the Watch It Happens Live is a messy show. Like, it's a show where you gossip and, like, stuff like this comes up. And I will say as a viewer of the show, when Eddie Murphy came up, I was like, wait, isn't he a homophobe? Like, this is weird. So, like, when Andy asked the question, I was like, I mean, I, I wanted to know the answer to that. And I felt like there was a way to react to that of Titus that was like, even if he wanted to be shady, that wasn't as, like, I'm going to make this interview uncomfortable But I don't know if that was his priority. But, like, honestly, there are valid responses. Like, you have Meghan McCain on here every fucking week. Like, you love, like, a cute, cool, young Republican conservative person whose ideals you don't agree with. And you, you know, laugh and kiki with him every week. But, like, why can I not work on this movie with a movie star? But I felt the way that it was handled was a little... I I feel like Titus just... Every time I've seen him on that show and in interviews sometimes, I feel like he takes himself very seriously. Maybe to distance himself from his Kimmy Schmidt character. But I don't know. I felt like... I don't think, like, Andy Cohen was coming from a bad place.
1: I don't. Um, I I, I definitely agree with you. I don't think Andy Cohen was coming from a bad place. I agree. It probably was a messy question. Of course. Uh, because it really has nothing to do. And also, Eddie Murphy apologized for the – like, gave a good apology for, for those statements. And so it's kind of old news. I agree that people move on. People change. People learn and everything. Yeah. Um. And so I feel like that would have been a better question to ask Titus sort of off camera and be like, oh, by the way, what was that like? Was right. That, you know, because I would naturally wonder that as a, g- a gay man myself. Yeah. Um. So. So, yeah, I my one of my things with what Titus Burgess said was take a tip from Anderson Cooper. Oh, right. And, yes, uh, and follow
0: up Instagram story.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, and it's kind of like, well, Titus, if you think that what Andy Cohen does is in any way comparable <laughs> to what Anderson Cooper does, like that's not exciting. Like a- Andy Cohen is not like a journalist. Yeah, he's just there to get the facts. Like Andy
0: Cohen is there to be messy. It's like yes. Wendy Williams. Yeah, like, uh, you know when you go on the show what it is, or you should. Exactly. you should know the vibe of the show.
1: Exactly. Still, I it was it was a messy question. Of course, it's definitely a messy question. But also, I feel got the feeling that uh. Things had been building up between Andy and Titus for a while, and that's why it sort of ended in that sort of big, not explode because it wasn't an explosion, but in that sort of big, like, that's it, I'm done, and I'm taking to Instagram to have a big statement. So I, I feel like there were a lot of things that Andy probably has done throughout the years with Titus that Titus was not a big fan of, so I feel
0: like that was just sort of... Uh, the ending of a build-up. I I mean, from what I heard, because of course I follow both of these people pretty closely, from what I heard, there wasn't anything before that episode of the show like they had run into each other. He'd been on the show four or five times. Titus had been on Watch What Happens Live many times before. And I think they had run into each other at a bar kind of recently and everything was fine. But earlier in that interview... Titus did say something, or there was a question that came in about Titus writing the Preacher's Wife musical, which I guess he is doing. And Andy was Ooh. like, "Ooh, that's so amazing," and like had a similar reaction. But then Titus was like, "Girl, I have told you that the last like three times." I was uh, here, which I mean, I guess is a lot, but it's like Andy has a lot of guests. I don't know, maybe it's it, you can't really expect him to remember everything. Like, right? Who knows?
1: You tell me three things, three things, three <laughs> times, and I'm just like, "Wait, what?" And you're like, "I've told you this," and I, I tell you things oh my that you forgot. I'm telling
0: you when when Matt Steele tells me like, "Oh, I'm going to Jersey." for like these days and I'm like I completely forget and it's like the day before and he's like oh I'm flying to Jersey can you drive me to the airport I'm like you're going to Jersey you didn't tell me And he's like I told you weeks ago <laughs> exactly so we forget things but you
1: know I I do agree that the question was a little messy of because course. because Titus has this new friend Eddie Murphy and I feel like Andy maybe was sort of not the the way Andy sort of said it though was I felt very innocent like yeah. very like oh by the way like like talk to me about this yeah, like you he know was a little you know, if he was like really digging for right. drama, right. I feel like it would have been a little more evident right. that he was doing that. But I feel like it was kind of just a casual off the cuff, like, oh by the way. Right. Da, 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 da. And so I feel like I could see where Titus was uncomfortable. He's like, Hey, I just made this new friend Eddie Murphy, and right. now you're are you trying to pit me against yeah. him? Like yeah. so I definitely see both sides of this. Um oh no,
0: she's a both sides girl.
1: <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs>
0: both sides now, Joni she's singing for you. I mean great songs. oh my god. I mean we did yeah. it in chorus as um when I was in high school stunning. I mean yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous.
1: But yeah, I hope they both make amends, get along. I hope so too. So I liked the them both. Be on the show again. Yes. I don't think he will be on the show again, I don't again, think but. so not
0: for a while, not for all. But I mean, you know, I I don't know, I was watching the show, Andy did promote his music, his EP a lot, and I don't know, maybe I'm just being soft on Andy because I do like his content a lot, and I like his show, I th- but I also think, even though he says problematic things, you know, he's a 50-year-old white gay man, like, he's gonna say some things that aren't great, <laughs> and the optics weren't great, And but I, I do think he ha- he's coming from a good place, so... I don't know. Hopefully they make amends and we can all be friends.
1: I mean, as someone who does not really watch the show or watch that much Bravo, yeah. unless you're watching on TV, I wish them both the best. Yeah, like, I'm kind of just like, whatever, sure, y'all are fighting. The girls, are fighting. Fight. The girls are fighting. The girls and are you, fighting. you
0: know who else, well, who's not fighting, but who else had a week this week, another gay that we love.
1: Lil Nas X. Lil Nas
0: X. Lil Nas X has officially broken the Billboard Hot 100 record held by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men and Despacito. <laughs> the longest running number one of all time is Old Town Road. Um, and Mariah was very sweet to tweet a picture, a photograph picture of herself. So she knew this was coming because her people had that photograph picture together. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my my link changed. I feel like this iPad has been really going against me on these podcasts, I must say. Guys. But it's <laughs> essentially, Mariah's tweet was essentially like, you know, I'm so happy to pass the torch. And uh, congratulations to Lil Nas X. Continue living your best life. And like, one sweet day meant a lot to me and blah, 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 blah. And Lil Nas X tweeted back like how much, she, uh, you know that Mariah's an icon and a legend and how he grew up on her music. And there's a supposed like tweet from his old Nicki Minaj stan account against Mariah. But like, I've decided that's fake. I don't know that it's fake, but I want to like him. <laughs> okay.
1: That's a fake account. You no, know,
0: that's a fake. I don't think the account's desi- fake. I made think the, the tweet, that, uh, that tweet specifically is fake. I'm going to say, just cause for me. Um, But I don't know. I think congratulations to him. And I, I feel like I saw a lot of Mariah. Like I have a Mariah Lamb friends who were texting me and were just like, furious about this. And I'm like, guys, this little gay boy has the longest number one song in history. Mariah carries a legend irregardless, as they would say in Mean Girls, and as a word, as I do enjoy. So, eat shit, everyone else. <laughs> um... I don't know. I just I just cannot bring myself to root against him. I think he is a kind young man who made a catchy song. Hopefully he has a long career. And whether he does or if he doesn't, Mariah Carey's still Mariah fucking Carey. And like,
1: she held that record for decades. Right. Like, like almost so a quarter of a century. Yeah. Whereas, like, Despacito is like, hey, we, we got the record, and then, like, womp, womp, I two know. years later.
0: Exactly. So, and it also is, like, the way that music is consumed these days is so different. You know, I saw a tweet that was, like, someone talking about, actually, it's more impressive that Mariah got it when people had to go out and, like, uh, actually buy physical copies of albums. And with streaming these days, and then the follow-up is, like, Girl at the Bar is like, oh, I have to go meet my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, but it is true. Mar- Mariah Carey fans and all the whole world had to go out and buy that CD single every single week because... Because that was the only way your song could chart. Radio had to keep playing it ad nauseum, which I probably—I assume—they're still doing with Old Town Road. But there was no streaming. There was no me getting in a car, being like, "Mom, just like keep streaming one sweet day for the record." Like it's not going to happen. That's insane.
1: Right? To, as someone who did not buy singles Oof. or n- even know what a single was when, until I met Matt Palmer, <laughs> um, I mean, I knew what sing- I heard the term "single," but like, I didn't understand exactly what it was. Right. I to me that is insane. I that did it. Pe- so many people would just. Buy one song. Yeah. Like, and just it would just keep selling for well, weeks and you, weeks. I mean, if you didn't
0: want to buy the album, buying the one song was an idea. But also, if you were a collector and you wanted to hear the remixes, the re sung remixes, I keep telling you. Sure. Don't you want to hear the Chucky's remix of One Sweet Day with a different chorus?
1: I, I guess. Sure. The co- I'm sure it wouldn't be. N- n- needles to my eardrums <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so exciting I was playing someone I was like oh my god you should listen to how different the original Always Me my Baby sounds versus the remix like that's so, so tough the remix is so different and I played it and they were like this it is. sounds the same. And it's not. It's not.
1: I, it is literally night and day. I remember going to uh Sam's Club and like finding Spice Girls singles and yes. being like what are these new CDs? They don't they only have one song on them. Oh, oh wait, but there are four tracks, but it says remix. You like, bought one, this? didn't you? So I bought a bunch of them nice. and I remember listening to the stop uh remix like all the different remixes of stop and being like What's the point of this? <laughs> Being like, it, all these remixes sound the same. They I'm don't.
0: So Do you not hear the music is like completely different? And Mariah would re-sing her vocals too. Okay, well, the Spice Girls did not re-sing their <laughs> vocals, but
1: like I also wasn't listening to hear the Spice Girls vocals. I mean, um, it was. but I remember like the Too Much single also had Outer Space Girls on it, which I you know I about love. This. I was like, what is this song? Dude, I love this song is strong. So yeah, I definitely. I never really understood the whole singles thing. Remix.
0: I'm. I literally miss remixes every day, and especially in like 2003 when J Lo would make a song and then just make a completely different song and call it like the "I'm Real" remix. They made a rule for Billboard that the songs had to be like similar in some way for the remix to count towards the original. And it's like, oh, that means people are gonna be less creative with their remixes. Like, I feel like we've gotten some resung Mariah remixes. I feel like the last resung one I can think of that was released because she recorded a. We recorded dance mix version of Hashtag Beautiful, but she also did a hip hop remix version of Hashtag Beautiful, which featured young Jeezy in the second verse is vocally very different. It's like, it's just great. <laughs> it's just really good. And like, I it's, just want It's hear, too early to give an example. I can't. It is. My voice isn't there yet, but by 9 p.m. I'll sing it for you. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, we, we wait with bated breath. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, Lil Nas X has giving us remixes.
0: I mean, yes, but yes. Uh, yes, he is. My
1: remix is just like he's adding new people to He is <laughs> to adding, <a> <laughs> yes, he's
0: adding uh, the little Walmart yodeling boy to a verse. And that there was like a guy from um, BTS, I believe, because they did Soul Town Road. Did you hear that? Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, he is keeping the remix alive, not in the way I would like him to. But again, not my choice. But if you're going to make a remix, make it something cool, something different we love. Um, okay, what else? Oh. Something sad happened to Matt Steele this week. I know,
1: guys. I literally come home from work during a stressful week, a horrible day, um, because this person had died. I come home and Matt Palmer's like, How's your day? And I was like, Oh, I'm so sad how Prince died. And Matt Palmer's like, Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Is that the sheet music guy?
0: Because I was confusing him with Hal Leonard. I got, had a lot of sheet music as a child. I saw Hal, he's in something musical related. Guys, he when, loves I, sheet when music. I tell you
1: I collapsed to the ground <laughs> and was about to pick up a butcher knife and stab him. Like, I'm sorry. For those of you who don't know, Hal Prince is one of the most influential human beings that's ever walked the face of the planet. He was a producer, director. Of many, many, many Broadway shows, his resume is insane. Just look him up. Look, he mm-hmm. directed *Evita*, *Phantom of the Opera*, produced *Fiddler on the Roof*, all the Sondheim shows: *Company*, *Follies*, *A Little Night Music*, *Pacific Overtures*, um, *Sweeney Todd*, *Then Merrily We Roll Along*. And then, since that was a flop, him and Sondheim no longer got along, and so then Sondheim moved on to working with
0: you know uh, James Lapine. Did Sondheim whatever. say anything about how Prince? Oh well, now? they're buds now. Oh, they buds they now? made okay.
1: amends and everything. Yeah. Um, Hal Prince. The the, he did parade in 1999. If you watch our Patreon, uh, the 1995 revival showboat, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Um, like his, his, I can go on and on and on about all the shows he either produced, directed, or produced and directed. Mm. He has more Tony Awards than anyone on earth, he was won 21 Tony Awards. Um, and he was just a legend. I think he was 91. Yeah,
0: he was. And um, I, I read in an article, it was a short illness. And so, also your brother keeps texting me. Just I like, know.
1: He said he's going to text you every day until you respond. Oh my God. <laughs> he's literally just texting
0: me like, miss you, like kissy emojis. And I'm just like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, uh, it, it was a rough week. Hal Prince, this podcast episode is dedicated to you. You've given us so much. Yes. Yeah. 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 Would you like to add in Matt Bomber?
0: I love your sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> I really learned my chords while well using that as a young person. No, I mean, I did like Parade and um, a couple of the other shows, Avida, I liked. And, I mean, he's clearly very influential in the musical theater community. He seems to have been important to you. And, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. I will stream One Sweet Day on Spotify in his honor.
1: (laughs) That's great. Exactly. Thank you. Maybe it'll go number one again because you'll stream it so much.
0: I mean, we need to really start focusing on All I Want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Christmas is coming. Okay. It's always on its way. It's coming, guys. (laughs) It's coming. Oh, how. But I'm glad it was a short illness. I'll say that. I'm glad it wasn't. He wasn't, like, suffering for a long time and, like, you know. Oh, yeah. He was 91. Yeah. He was was good. And And he... He lived a did long it all. and big life, and you know, he did it all. Had more Tonys than anybody. So, who has the most Tonys now that's still with us? Uh, uh, oh, God, it's still with us? Yes. Oh, God, I don't you know. know. I have to all look right, that something up. to think about. <laughs> um, I, this is going to be a monologue because Matt Steele doesn't watch the show, but no. I just have it, I just, it'll be short. The Bachelorette concluded this week. And Hannah Brown, my queen, um, wound up picking Jed Wyatt. Jed Wyatt uh, beat Tyler C. And Tyler, let me show you Tyler C. Tyler C. is the most beautiful Bachelor contestant. He, like, is a contractor slash part-time model.
1: (laughs) I heard that a lot of people were angry about this decision. And I was like, Hannah makes terrible decisions. And
0: that's the thing. Is like, Tyler was sweet to her. He was kind to her. And also, the thing about Jed, I did like Jed kind of at the beginning, but he got more boring and said less as the season went on. But also, as the show was airing, People Magazine came out with an article from his ex-girlfriend who was like... He left to be on the show to promote his music career. And that is true in every scene, including the proposal he has his guitar and is singing a song. Ooh. And uh, he went on to promote his music. He said he would be coming back for me. And uh, I have not heard from him since. Ooh, ooh. We did not break up. Ooh. He ghosted me. Oh, and, in, I, ooh. <laughs> and I, ooh. And I, uh, And so Hannah's making this decision, thinking that he is completely single, free and clear, there for her. And he's like, nope. So hold on one second. I have to find Tyler C for you because he's just—he's. I still follow Tyler C on Instagram. I'm hoping he's the Bachelor, but we don't know if that will happen. Just Tyler like, C, we're looking through. For you. Okay, look, Tyler through. C. I'm looking at Tyler A C right now.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jed,
0: first he's he, he's. You see, the way the show is set up, the first person who comes out of the limo to propose to her, you know, is the loser. And so you see him come out. You see they start from the bottom and shoot up of his suit. And it's like, oh, no, Tyler C is losing. He proposes to her. He says the kindest word. He doesn't get him down on the knee. Sometimes the bachelorette will let the guy get down on his knee before she, like, picks him back up to be like,
1: no, it's not you.
0: (laughs) But she didn't let him do that. Um... But he did say all these beautiful words to her until she stopped him. It was very sad to watch. And his beautiful face was very sad. Uh, And then Jed comes out with his guitar and, like, sings a song about, you know, loving her or something. Oh,
1: I would have loved if she stopped him with all of the song. That's the (laughs) thing. It would have been iconic had she done that.
0: Um, And so they ride off to the sunset. But we all know about this People magazine article. And so they're like, okay, well... Once the People magazine article came out, we went back to shooting Hannah and, like, s- shot their sit down when Hannah's first meeting up with Jed to talk about this. So Jed comes to their, like, secret location because you're not allowed to show that who she picked. Uh, and they get together and uh, his excuse is essentially, um, she, he had told her that he was hanging out with some girl before, <laughs> before the show. But, like, he didn't consider them on a relationship. Uh, but we found out that his parents had met her. He had met her parents. His parents had her parents had bought him like a trip to the Bahamas. They and like paid for it because he's a broke musician. Uh, she. And like that he slept with her the night before going on to the show. All right. I'm
1: looking up. Je- What's his name? Jed James? Wyatt. Jed I'm looking, Wyatt. Music. I'm looking him up to see not if he's hot, hot enough no. to be worth this.
0: I mean, his body's fine. His head looks. It's like we, we call him strawberry head. Jed.
1: I mean, you do know I love a body. <laughs>
0: but that face, darling, it's a shape. It's like think of like the, a slice of pizza <laughs> and like the the crust is the top of his head and then the point is the bottom. He's hot. He is not hot in motion. And he's also the devil. Okay, um, I
1: mean, he. Yeah, I guess he sucks, but like he
0: sucks. He's not hot. Not he, Ty, he's not Tyler. See, hot.
1: They're both hot. No, wrong. I incorrect. date them both.
0: No, do not date Jed. Okay. And so then, uh, Jed talks says the best line, which was, um, you know, I didn't end the relationship uh, verbally with her because I had ended it in my heart. That's. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, ghosting is just the most, like, cow. Like, after a certain period of time, like, if you've gone on more than two dates with someone, just be like, hey, I'm not into you anymore. Or, like, if you're in a relationship with them, they're owed a conversation. I know someone who ended a relationship
1: who like didn't want to talk to the person much after the words and give them like much of an explanation because they were like, because you know, to me, like I had just been done for so long. So like I was, I was, I I was done. And I was like, yeah, but you owe owe this person like some conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really bad. So So, wait a minute. So we had this girl who he was dating ish before he went on the show. And then did the whole show "quote unquote" fell in love with Hannah B? Supposed proposed so. to her. Yes.
0: Uh, and then decided to get back together with this other girl. No, he didn't do anything. He the, Hannah found out because of the People magazine article that he was did not ghosted on this prior girlfriend who he was dating while he. was Oh, on so the both show. girls got screwed. Yes. Oh yes. God, girls. So then Hannah ended their uh, engagement. They broke up. But Jed showed up to the after the final rose and just, like, gave really PR. He's like, I've grown so much in this experience and, like, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Jed. And then the thing is, then Tyler C. comes back on at the end. And Hannah's like, I mean, you're an incredible guy. And I'm a single girl. And then everyone in the audience is like, woo! And, like, that's lovely and great. But, like, I would much rather Tyler C. be The Bachelor than go back to Hannah. I just feel like you picked... This idiot over me. Like, how do we come back? Tyler, we know you're listening.
1: We know you are. Um, If you ever get back together with this girl, I will never speak to you again. Because girl, boy, whatever you are, (laughs) have some pride. I know. I'm sorry. I know you love Hannah B, but like, she sucks. Bye. Uh, she
0: doesn't suck. We no, love Hannah No, we don't no, love Hannah B. Fuck you. We love Hannah B. She's done she's, too many wrong things. I haven't even
1: watched the show. I have no idea what this girl looks like. She's not a
0: great decision maker. But she was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I learned I don't need a husband. I've fallen in love with myself. She's the most. I would say she's the most likely liked lead at the end of their season that I've ever seen. She's loved. She's loved. She made a bad choice. She didn't have all the information though. She didn't know Jed's past. She didn't know what Jed wasn't telling her. She, it was, just, and she was like the way she was talking to him. She's like, you took this entire. uh this entire process, this entire journey from me, because you didn't give me all the facts. I was not able to make an informed decision. And that is because of you. And it's like, yes, bitch. Tell him. Tell him. I hate them all. No. Anyway. <laughs> Anna's a queen. And the thing is, Tyler getting back together with her is what everyone would want. And that's great. I will not watch. I will watch. I do not want Peter Pilot to be the fucking bachelor. He was the third place guy who they had sex in a windmill four times. Peter sucks. Peter's boring. What's wrong with Peter? Peter's boring. Is he and cute? he looks fine. Uh and also I would lose my bachelorette bracket if he became the bachelor. Oh, no. And so I can't have that. So it needs to be either Tyler or Mike who is black and they need a fucking black bachelor. They do. So I mean, I know you don't watch it. It's a great show, but something to
1: that's think okay. About. We're gonna talk about Big Brother soon. So are we? <laughs> are, is that
0: really your thing again? I mean, hey. I guess hey. what else do you have? What else do I have in this moment of despair? <laughs> All right. Lastly, every oh my um laundry is dry. But uh, <laughs> lastly, everyone's um, I mean, uh, the guy who hosts Extra or something now, <laughs> Mario Lopez. <sighs> I don't understand why people give opinions on things they know nothing about. Like, why even say anything? You are a talk show host. You give us news about, I don't know, Gigi Hadid. Why am what he anyways, if you haven't heard the story, for whatever reason, he went on Candace Owens podcast. And if you don't know who Candace Owens is she's Tommy Lauren, but black for some reason, and but still all the same ideals. So, like, she just fucking sucks. And why Mario Lopez would why she has a podcast, I don't know. why Maria Lopez would go on it, I don't know. Why they would talk about transgender children, I don't know. So let me find the quote of what Maria Lopez said. Um. Uh, Ow- Owens told the n- new Access Hollywood host. He's new Access Hollywood host. I thought that was what he did.
1: Oh, i mean He's hosted all types of shows uh, like maybe, Access Hollywood. Right. He might be new to Access Hollywood mm. specifically.
0: A lot of weird trends come out of Hollywood, and one of the weirder ones for me is the new trend where celebrities are coming out. And I know Charlize Theron did this a few weeks ago. Is saying their child is picking their gender, and it's like that's not. <laughs> and this is strange to me and they say oh I looked at my child and my child was swimming in a bathtub and looked up and said mommy I'm a boy and that's weird fuck you girl okay and so then Mara Lopez says I'm trying to understand it myself and please don't lump me into that whole group I guess of Hollywood blah blah yeah blah. that's what he meant oh yeah I am I was trying to think of like idiots who talk like her but anyways uh, I'm kind of blown away too look I've never wanted to tell anyone how to parent their kids obviously and I think if you come from a place of love you really can't go wrong which is like If you disagreed with this, like the PR idea would be to stop there, but of course, he went on. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination, then, well, okay, then you're going to a boy or girl or whatever the case may be it's sort of alarming and my gosh I just think about the repercussions later on he added when you're a kid you just you don't know anything about sexuality yet you're just a kid luckily being trans has nothing to do with sexuality yeah it's
1: there are just so many question marks in this whole scenario. First of all, the big question mark for me is Mario Lopez has built his career on being very easy to swallow yes. and appealing to the masses. Yes. So the fact that he would go on such a politically leaning show is kind of just like a weird career move. Yeah. Um, you know, he seems like someone who would be neutral about everything, but so that's just kind of weird. That's wrong. Um, the whole this is a Hollywood trend thing is in. Insane, it's unbelievable! It's absolutely insane. Um, another piece of confusion is they're literally they literally don't know what they're talking they know, about. No, they have no they, idea. That's, they think that like, oh, a three year old says, "Mommy, I'm a boy," and all of a sudden the parents are just like shaving the kid's head off, right. and Injecting hormones in them. It's like any specialist, any psychologist, any expert in this field, any parent. Who has who has transgender children will tell you this is a like years long yes. process. Yes. It's not just like they make this rash decision once and it's like oh my kid's transgender. Right. It's like no, this is like uh, like so any psychologist will tell you like. If it's a, an ongoing thing for years and years, like, is your kid experiencing signs of depression? Are they right. experiencing this? Da, 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 da. They, they talk to their kid for a long period of time. Right. And that is how gradually through several years they come to the discovery or the child comes to the discovery that they are transgender right. when they are a little older. Like, yes. And it, the fact that they sort of seem to be generalizing these parents is just like crazy, trendy parents who are just, you know, doing this stuff to their kids just because they say something once it's that's not that's not what's happening right. it's totally misconstruing the situation
0: and how obtuse must you be to think that oh, I'm going to support my child and listen to what they say, and, like, if they say something, make note of it and tell them you're always loved here and, like, whatever roads we need to go down, we will do our research, we will talk to whomever we need to talk to. Why you think that would be more harming to the child than being like, no, fuck you, you have a penis, so you're a boy, and, like, that's what we're doing? Like, why you think that is not the more harmful route is crazy to me. Like, why... I just don't understand. How are you a parent? That you made the choice to be a parent, and like the whole thing about being a parent is, I'm going to support and love my child no matter what, and. I mean, there are exceptions to that, of course, like, if they become, like, a child molester. But uh, this is not one of them. Yeah. It's like, this is how I choose to express myself. This is what feels natural to me. This is what's in my soul. How about you listen to them and take them seriously? If, again, it's over a long period of time. This isn't like, oh, I watched Frozen and I want to be Elsa. And then, like, tomorrow you want to be a Power Ranger. But, like, no. This is for... A long period of time, they're talking to professionals. You've looked into everything. And if the child is telling you every day, this is me, this is me, this is me, and you ignore them, and you think that is better for a child than supporting them? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Why do you even have kids?
1: Yeah, and of course, like, uh, if you're a parent in that situation, it must be hard. You don't I'm know what sure. to do. You want to make the right decision. But, like, the right decision, no matter what, is loving your children. Yes. No matter what.
0: Loving your children and do your fucking and research and supporting them. And, 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 supporting and them. them know that they are loved. And it's just, like, trans people have it so much harder than literally everyone else in the world. Like, why would you... Begin that cycle of... Because the thing is, if your child is trans and they're going to grow up, they're going to run into a lot of hardships. Like, the employment rate for trans people is the lowest. The, like, suicide rate is the highest. The murder rate is fucking insanely high. And it's yeah. just, like, they're going to run into so many obstacles later on in life. Why why would you make yourself the first obstacle? Why would you tell your child, I, you know, I don't respect your decisions and I you're going to listen to me because I'm the parent? when in the end you're just alienating them from you you're just telling them oh you can't talk to me about this thing you feel and so if you feel something that I won't like don't come to me with it and so just go out there and learn it wherever else you learn
1: yeah and it's just like I hate the argument that's like oh well kids just say things they say like oh I'm Superman oh I can fly and it's like okay well there's a difference because Superman and flying does not exist (laughs) Right. (laughs) like whereas like you know genders boys and girls exist like so it is in the within the realm of possibilities and your kid doesn't say like i can fly i can fly i can fly throughout years of their lives but if your kid through years of their life is telling you that they feel a certain way or they want to express themselves a certain way and it's a consistent thing then that is something to listen to and there, it's it's crazy
0: and it's again no parent is parenting perfectly but i just think again if you do if what mario said if you do come from a place of love and do your research and if your child says something don't always like throw it off as meaningless, then you're probably doing okay. Just like, don't ever do anything Candace Owens says, tells you to do. It's the idea. <laughs> anything she says, do the opposite.
1: Yeah, and I will say Mario Lopez immediately issued an he apology. Did. That he was, did. That is a well-worded apology. He so, did. you know, I'm sure he Mario Lopez has a lot of people he knows in the community. Um, or who at least just like, his
0: PR people do. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> so, you know, only, I guess, time will tell you know, how much Mario Lopez learns in this situation. I have faith that people can learn a lot. I hope he does.
0: I wish him the best. I hope he does as well, but I I I don't I take public apologies at their surface and will be viewing his future actions and his future words. Because that's kind of what you can base this thing on. But it was just like This all just felt so unnecessary. Like you really stepped into you stepped into a topic that you didn't need to step into and you went on a podcast you didn't need to go on. Like just go tell keep us telling us about like, you know, which housewives got fired last season. Like I don't need this from you. No one asked. Yeah,
1: him I am really that. surprised that he went on that it's show. It's insane. It, and yet, you know, he can go on any show he wants. He's a free human being. But it's just how he markets himself is very different from Absolutely. what that show is, right. you know. So so it's just like he's very network television and everything yes. is great. Yes. So it, it's it's well. Now I'm so mad because I what? always get into so many arguments over people who pick Zach Morris over AC Slater,
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, no, if you don't pick AC Slater, you are insane. I the thing is, I think that's a gay thing. I feel like every gay person I know is like AC Slater, but Absolutely. all straight girls I know are like Zach. Zach Morris. It's like, like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zach was cute. Of course he like, was. But why? Like give me a break. AC
1: Slater. I know, guys.
0: but I'm separating AC. From his, his of you know, course. actor. So. Some way
1: Titus wants to be separated from his Kimmy Schmidt. Na- also
0: named Titus, which I guess <laughs> will be more confusing. <laughs> so, yes, I feel like AC Slater would never. And so Mario needs to get on AC's level. All
1: right, guys. All right.
0: Um, well, let's take a quick break here. I have to get my stuff out of the laundry, but then we'll be back. We'll read an email and then we will uh, tell you what gave us moments this week. I'm excited. Daling, Daling. All right, welcome back. No one worry, I got my laundry out of the dryer. Uh, how dry is it? It's super dry, and I feel a little bad that I'm not hanging it up immediately, because that's how you don't get any wrinkles. I know, but that is rough. But you have an iron. I don't
1: want an iron. I <laughs> have a steamer if you want to borrow it.
0: I mean, if anything's really bad, I may ask for that, but we're hoping it all just falls into place
1: okay it's all gonna right. be great
0: That's what I want for us Um, so we did get another email this week
1: I'm loving this email I guys know. if you want to send us questions you can just email us at twogaymats at gmail.com two is spelled T-W-O not yes. the number yes. um, because you know we
0: aren't proper of course um,
1: so yeah just ask us anything and if it's appropriate I know then <laughs> it we'll, might end up on the podcast might end
0: up on the pod
1: well I would have to say Kane's email to us was very appropriate we and love. a very good question so Kane wanted to know first of all we love a subject line entitled glory exclamation <laughs> point she says hey guys loving the podcast h- she uh kane i uh, can uh...
0: I think Kane's a boy's name, but either way, we love you. I
1: got the a girl impression from the email, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: Kane,
1: we love you, whoever you are. Yes. Um. Hey guys, loving the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was introduced to your channel from your review of Britney Spears' "Glory." Mm. I was wondering if your opinions on the album have changed at all. Do you still think "Just Love Me" should have been the single? Have any songs grown on you, or have you gotten sick of any? Thanks, Kane. Kane, thank you for the question. Thank the, you so much. The answer is: Glory is still incredible, and we love everything. I love
0: so much of it. I do think "Just Love Me" still should have been. The, it's. I think it's still the boppiest of the songs. Maybe "Better" could have been the single in that climate. I think "Better" would have done very well. But, oh yeah. I don't know. I but really just love, just love, love me, me is, is so good, so good. Like,
1: one of her best. Absolutely. Like such a good song. Um, I don't think any. I think my opinions of all the songs have kind of changed. I'm not not changing. I think my opinions of the, all the songs have kind of stayed the same. I agree.
0: I still love what I loved and still skip what I skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. What could I? I mean, I don't listen to "Make Me" as much, maybe just because it was the first single and we heard it so much. Uh, "Private Show" I skip. Man on the Moon has grown on has me. Has Man on the Moon grown on you? Yes, it, it has. It is cute. It's, it's not my favorite, but it's cute and it works. uh oh, it's so great. And you
1: yes. like knew the girl who wrote it?
0: I do. It? Yeah. This, um, I think Phoebe Ryan wrote that. Well, I didn't know her. She was in my recorded music program a few years under me. You
1: introduced me to a song of hers
0: that you like called "James
1: Has Changed." Yes, which is an adorable song. song. Oh so, my
0: god! So shout out to Phoebe. And she went to the Clive Davis Department of Recorded Music. I think she has a new single out now. So make sure to listen to it. We love you know, our colleagues. Yeah, James
1: James has changed, guys. It's an adorable <laughs> oh, song, amazing. and just like Man on the Moon.
0: <laughs> um, just Love Me should have been a, been a single. Do You Want to Come Over should have been a single. I still have not fully understood why Slumber Party was the second. I like it, and I feel like everyone like loves Party it. I Slumber Party a lot, but everyone loves it. And but I, I like it a lot. I put but Just Love Me and Love Me Down over. Over Slumber, Slumber Party, Party. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah.
1: I think Slumber Party is maybe uh, more... Uh, it's less... Sexual than just well, actually, not. I not, don't not know. Really. I don't. I don't know. There's something. A little younger to Slumber Party, maybe, I feel. Maybe. I don't know. Just, maybe that's why it was the second single. I don't know.
0: Whatever it is, that album is an underrated gem. We all need to go back and stream Glory ad nauseum. And tell all your friends, because, you know, there are many Britney albums, and most of them did very well, and deservedly so. And some of them didn't do well, and this is one that should have done
1: better. Yes. Where else are you going to hear Britney Spears sing in French? I, I know, right? And actually be great. Oh, my <laughs> like,
0: God. oh,
1: What a great album. What, what a, a great, great day was when a, that came out. Because it was like...
0: We didn't know how good it was. Going
1: oh, we to be. were ex- we we didn't know what we were expecting. I know, and it was just like yes,
0: slamy. Yes, yes. clumsy. Still, I I listened to it either. once, and never listened to it again. And I saw that on a list of like Rolling Stone's best songs of the year, and of the whole album they picked "Clumsy." And it's like you guys have no idea what we're talking insane. about. That's That's crazy. Insane. Um. Well, lastly, it's that time of the show yet again. Matt Steele, I know this week wasn't your favorite. No. But I'm sure something has been giving you life, giving you moments, darling. And All right. What, what was it? Well, I'm going to do two things because you did two things. I last love doing week. two and
1: things. I, and I have two things this week. All right. First one, short. Guys, I finally saw the farewell in the theaters this week uh, with Aquafina. Excellent. Like such a beautiful, funny, touching movie. The performances are absolutely astounding. If it wow. does not get nominated for best ensemble at the SAG Awards, I will burn the place down. Did you cry? Oh my god, I wept. Oh. It was so great. Such an amazing story. If, if you haven't seen the trailers, it's basically about Aquafina is um a girl come uh who immigrated from China when she was a little girl. She lives in America. She's very close with her grandmother um, across seas and she finds out that her grandmother has cancer and is dying. Mm. And in Chinese tradition, I guess, uh, if someone gets a bad diagnosis, they don't tell the person who's dying because they it's like a beautiful They because they feel that it is the family's responsibility to carry the burden of uh, sadness for the person. So the person is not scared to die. Um, And that helps the person live longer. Wow. So it's all about the family going back to China and... Uh, having this wedding for the cousin that they're rushing so that the grandma can be alive to mm. see the wedding, and pretending like the grandma's fine and she's not sick at all, and when in fact she's dying, and everyone in the family is so sad, and it, mm. it's Aquafina's character sort of coming to terms with the her Western ideas with Eastern tradition mm. and, and and all that kind of stuff, and it's it's an excellent film. I want to so go it. see it. Go see it right now. All right. Um. Turn the microphone off and okay, go see it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Um, <laughs> But another thing that gave me life. Guys, I'm so sorry I talk about Big Brother. If there are any <laughs> other people who are Big Brother fans, who are listening, who are Two Game Ads fans, please tweet me, email us, what comment below because I need to make sure that I'm not just shouting to the wind and to empty ears. I mean, ears. you really
0: maybe and I think you should be okay with that. And I'm okay with that, you guys.
1: So, okay, a reason why a lot of people didn't like this season was because it was one uh, big alliance in the house of six people, all hot, all white, obviously. Led by Um, racists. (laughs) Led by guys who were very problematic on the feeds. Racists. Um, And so uh, it was just getting very boring because everyone was kowtowing to them and doing exactly what they wanted. So Thursday's night show was the live eviction and the episodes, the live feeds cut an hour and a half before the show. The show starts live, and Julie Chen is like, "The last hour and a half in the house has been insane. We have no idea what's going on tonight." So we're just like, "Oh my god!" After the feeds cut before the live show, a big fight went down, and the show episode was very entertaining, very exciting. There was an atmosphere of like hubbub of oh, something crazy went down because the house is in turmoil, and we could tell that like the main six mm. has fallen apart. Something happened, but we don't know what. And right after the episode aired, a giant leak. That was an hour and 19 minutes leaked onto YouTube and it was what the fight was. But the best thing about it was, because I watched the entire hour and of 19 minutes did. of it, of and course. I would do it again. <laughs> but I can't because CBS has taken the video down. Oh. The best thing about it was the whole, A lot of the fight happened in one small room, but the only things that le- the only feeds that leaked were of all the other rooms in the house. So it was basically experiencing the fight happening through the other house guests like listening through the door and everything and then like every so often someone from the main six would like storm out of the room and like stomp off and like curse and and scream something into the camera like it was riveting to watch <laughs> it that way and it makes me feel like that leak was sort of done by CBS because right. because this season has been so boring so far people have stopped subscribing to the live feeds and so we feel like this was CBS being like, hey, the feeds are exciting. Maybe you should get your subscription back again. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to show you the main room where all this stuff happens. So it's kind of like a tease. And if CBS is behind it, they're very smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like give that hour and 19 minutes the Academy Award. <laughs> it was thrilling just watching the-, the other house guests react to the things they were hearing through the wall. Like tea was spilled. Secrets were oh, out in the open. It was so excellent, and it really gave me life this week. And now, spoiler alert, the what is going on in the house is thrilling. It's gonna, it's hopefully this season turns around. All right, and I told you I was disappointed. And there's a, a girl, Jessica, uh, who I was not a fan, a fan of in the very beginning because she was sort of not doing anything, and she is just doing a 180 and becoming like possibly. Making the big power move of the season, wow.
0: and I'm just like,
1: yes, Jessica, yes, oh, uh. right. So yeah, those were my moments of the week. I love that for you. Thank you, because yes. it has been a rough week. Besides I know, those I know, but you need those things. <laughs> I need those you things. You need those guys. things to
0: soldier on. Um, my things. I kind of mentioned this in the beginning, but. The idea of taking our vacation days, <laughs> the idea of using moments of self care, because the thing is, I feel like it is so natural for us as people to get so focused on like, oh, I have to go to the job, I have to do this, and I have to, you know, just ev- there's, everything is so finely scheduled, and like we're all so busy and stressed out. It's like a, a culture of that, and I feel like it is underrated the idea of taking a day fucking off, even if you don't have the time or ability to take entire weeks, long vacations. It's important. I feel like you kind of come back feeling recharged. If nothing else, you get a chance to sleep. You see people, you realize that what's the most important things in life are the time you spend with people and the time you spend with yourself. That is the recharging moments and like that's easy and you know, just kind of makes you feel better. And like that'll, that gave me life this week, the idea of knowing, okay, once Friday hits, I don't have to go to work. And this long three-day weekend has just been lovely. I'm going to be out on Wednesday because my friend is here. And it's just like. Yeah, my Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursday and Friday this week are going to be crazy, but I have this day to look forward to because I am not just a worker bee, darling. I am a full-fledged human being. Work is part of my life. My day job is part of my life. It is not my life. But sometimes, you know, with the whole rat race of it all, you want to do well, you want to make money, whatever, whatever, you get caught up in a cycle that probably isn't healthy. And so it's good to take time for yourself to reevaluate, to reprioritize, to play your switch and, (laughs) you know, and look for Mini Cooper online that you want to buy. I want to buy a Mini Cooper, okay. A well, maybe one. you
1: need to not take days off so you uh, can one day buy that Mini Cooper. They're paid days off. Oh, they off. are paid days off. Oh, <laughs> PTO, damn you. darling. He's got an FT job, yes, guys. he does. He's not working at a restaurant like <laughs> nope. me. Which, by the way, my coworker Travis, you know Travis, we you love, love Travis. Travis. And Matt Palmer and Travis were in a scene together in my movie Divos. We were. Um, and so Travis this week has had a staycation. He took an entire week off Good for him. Uh, to just take a week off. Good and for just him. Stay at home and just and just. not do anything and it's like good for you travis we love love travis yes
0: we love travis and we love self-care another thing that's given me life this week are two ladies in my life one really in my life and one not really but uh my friend janie i can't really even talk about what's going on with her but she is iconic and amazing and she'll be on this podcast as soon as we get three mics and it's just lovely when good things happen to good people i will say that and what's She's going through right now. is so amazing. And no matter what the ending of it is, I am so proud of her because... I, again, sometimes good things happen to good people. Sometimes it's not about who you know. It's about the work you put out there and, like, good things happen to you. As a result of that, I'm so proud of you, Janie. You are a queen and Icon 11. Shout out to Janie. Shout out to you. Come on to the podcast as soon as we get that third mic up and running. And
1: Y'all know, Janie, she's made two appearances Yeah, year.
0: Yeah, and she'll be back on the pod and back in the channel. And you, uh, we love her. Um, And, again, from for a lady I don't know, I must say... I was just so over the moon reading that Stassi Schroeder got engaged.
1: Okay. <laughs> Vanderpump
0: rules Stassi Schroeder, my queen, uh, got engaged to her very kind boyfriend, Bo. Over this past week, he proposed at uh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery because, you know, she likes morbid things like that. And wow. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It was, like, honestly shocking to me how excited I was for a reality star. I don't know. But, like... You, you s- know her.
1: You've emailed her. I have
0: emailed her and I stand by that email. You piece of shit. I know you're mocking me but that email was sick <laughs> um i just am just yeah i feel like you've seen so much of her ups and downs on the show and she finally found this guy who's really
1: good to her and his her boyfriend se- or her fiance seems yes. very nice yeah that i've seen of him on the show as he's watching he seems very nice
0: i know and it honestly is like because the thing is half the reason you watch these shows is to make fun of all the people and it's the fact that i'm like genuinely thrilled for her. it's like do i have a problem is this normal <laughs> like i don't know what this is do i need to be fifty one fifty? would Who's to say? All I can say is I'm excited. It gave me life. Gave me hope. Gave me, you know, good things happen. Gave you moments. Gave me moments, darling. It did. It did. You're right. You're right. Well, guys thank you guys so much for listening. I know. Fourth I, podcast. Fourth favorite podcast. number. Was it
1: your favorite podcast?
0: I mean, I did love it. We went over a lot of things. We talked about a lot of stuff, you know, and Stasa got engaged. <laughs> what a great time, guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to visit us at youtube.com slash 2 mats for more of us. Uh, and also follow us on social media at Matt Power Music. And uh, it's Matt Steele. And 2 mats for both of us. And if you go to patreon.com slash 2 uh for an extra $1 per video, you'll get a bonus video from us every single week. And probably early access to these pods by a few hours. Um, So I hope you liked it. I hope you loved it. Feel free to send us an email at twogaymats at gmail.com and maybe we'll read it on the show. And uh, do you have anything else to tell the people? That I love you all. Yes. You all keep me happy in meekes of stress. Exactly. So keep rooting for Matt Steele because he's going through it. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. Bye.